In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome, everyone. As always, it's so wonderful to see you all here. I've been enjoying your emails and your Twitter mentions, and I thank you for all the support. Just a really fun week ahead, and today is no exception. I just love Mondays. We're talking about media campaigns today. Now, if you think that a media campaign is just about, you know, getting your name in ink and getting your company noticed a little bit, which seems to be the general goal for small business, well, I'm asking you to think again, because a really great media campaign can actually bring money through the doors for your company. And who doesn't want to raise a little investment capital to help the company grow? And according to today's guest, if done correctly, a cleverly crafted PR campaign can really, really take your company to the next level in more more than one way and she should know because great publicity is a tool that Joy Schaffler, founder of Leverage PR, has used to help startups and early stage companies raise over, get this, 20 million in capital. And today we're going to learn how a great media campaign can help us all grow. So I welcome the founder of Leverage PR, Joy Schaffler, to the Million Dollar Mindset. Hey, Joy. Hi, Marla. Thank you so much for that introduction. It's always a pleasure to be on the Million Dollar Mindset, and um, I, I love uh, I love this show and all the wonderful advice and tips you give your readers, and I'm just honored to be able to be included in the list of contributors. Well, and such a contributor you are. We've just been having a really grand morning, haven't we, with uh, our, our Inc. article over there at Inc.com. It's just been kind of going wildfire out there in social media and on, on, uh, the really news page. I know, right? <laughs> it's been yeah, it just fun. got picked up by Business Insider, and it's on the front page of LinkedIn for um for for PR news and advice. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> it really is. And it just shows what an expert you are because I'll tell you, you know, if if content isn't valuable, it just tends to kind of sit there and this one's spreading. So what a novel concept. Joy, tell us a little bit. Um, I know that we talk about it in our article over at Inc.com, um, but tell us a little bit more about when you realize that, wait, PR isn't just about, you know, getting that mention, getting your name in lights, that you could actually strategize to, to bring capital in the door for companies. Tell us how you found that out. Well, my my 
background and my start in PR has really been different than probably most agencies have gotten their start. Most agencies, you know, kind of grew up in the large PR firms and um, grew up with, you know, enterprise-level accounts and, and just going and pitching clients and, and their whole goal, you know, not all agencies, but a lot of them, their whole goal is to get the mentions, and, and that's kind of it. Well, my background is in raising capital and helping startups grow. So I've been on the ground floor of several operations um, that have gone on to – one of the first companies I worked for went on to receive $5 million in seed stage funding, and I was their first hire. And another one went on to make the English twice and raise over $20 million in capital and uh, – grow their company um, from, you know, four employees working out of their home to over 100 employees and with a $250 million portfolio um, within a, about a year and a half time. Um, and then just raising capital for, for startups and consulting, one of the things that I saw time and time again is if you could, you know, essentially – let me back up by saying that you have to have good news. There has to be something interesting and, and fascinating about the company, and there has to be um, tangible, you know, a tangible product that actually adds values and a very interesting story there. But if you have those elements, you can then take these elements to go and, and build credibility and then reach out to your investors, you know, showing them, you know, you don't tell them, but you show them through the press mentions that you are a viable company. And so throughout my career, I really, I really noticed, hey, this is, this is a really amazing way to grow a company because the results that we were able to obtain just were, were so amplified so quickly by a cleverly crafted PR campaign. Um, we, were, we were just able to produce really phenomenal results in a very short amount of time, securing Fortune 500 customers. You know, it's not just about raising capital. It's about accelerating your growth as a company, um, you know, securing those, those Fortune 500 customers, going out there and gaining traction in the marketplace, saving money on advertising dollars, and really building your footprint. So mm-hmm. while it, you know, PR is a great tool for raising capital, it's just a great tool to grow your business, period, I think. Right, right. And bringing those those new higher level prospects in the door. You know, I, I have to mention that uh, this morning I was working with one of my clients and uh, it strikes me, of course, that not not everyone is at the point, you know, that that growth phase company where they're at the point to really start bringing in capital or working with those Fortune 500 companies. And uh, what, what really drove that home for me was when the client, when I told her about today's show, she said, Oh, capital. When I hear capital, I think debt, and I don't want any more of that. So talk to me a little bit at the more basic level for companies that are growing into that that phase someday. Um, What does capital really mean? Well, you know, I I really advise companies that they need to bootstrap as long as they possibly can. Um, If you can possibly help it, I would not advise a client to go out and raise capital. I would advise them to to bootstrap their business, to grow their business as much as they can, you know, to leverage PR, to leverage their marketing team, um, to do all they can to grow their business and bring in revenue before they go out and try to raise capital. Because you see 
you kind of see it time and time again with early stage companies is that they're trucking along, they're doing good, um, you know, they're they're growing, they're they're increasing their market share, um, and they they all of a sudden think, oh my gosh, I need to go out and raise capital now to be able to get this new opportunity or to be able to grow or to be able to do this or that or implement my next plan when they they could be able to do it bootstrapping, but you know, it's it's just a lot harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or maybe they have to grow a little bit slower. Um, but I really advise clients, unless you have to, you know, try to bootstrap as long as you can because the longer the the more growth your business has achieved, the the A, you know, the it'll be a lot easier to raise capital down the line because you'll have, you know, a, a company that's a lot more substantial to take two investors and you'll have a longer track record. B, capital raising is a pain in the butt. Um, anybody who's gone through the capital raising process knows that it's, it's a challenge. It's hard. You know, you're, you're basically taking your focus off of developing your company and, and building your, your investor presentation and, and working on your business plan and doing all of these things that while, while they're, you know, they're, there are good things to them, they're not going to be growing your business mm-hmm. at as quick a rate as they otherwise could. I mean, there's some things like investor presentations that you, I've seen clients spend weeks, you know, perfecting and getting right and, and tweaking, you know, financial performance and, and doing all these things that I've done in the past and my clients have done, which really take them away from their core business. So, or your, you know, your customer's right. If she doesn't need to, if she can avoid it, don't raise capital yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you need well, that'll to. Well, put her mind to ease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to and you need to, there's great things that you can do. But yeah. like I said, I always advise my clients, try to grow as much as possible before raising the capital. Okay. But now some of the strategies that we're going to talk about today can really, they're, they're sort of transferable in a sense that, um, you know, companies who aren't ready to actually bring capital through the door, uh, can still attract higher level prospects and clients, right? This way. Oh, of course. Of course. These are, yeah. The right PR strategy is going to grow your business and that mm-hmm. business growth is going to attract investor attention. And so it's not just about, you know, some sleight of hand trick to, to get an investor to, to put their money with you or to make your company seem like something it's not. What, what you're really doing with your PR campaign is, um, almost shining a spotlight on, you know, on your company and you're, you're saying, look how amazing this is and look how great this is. So if your company isn't great, if it's not amazing, if you don't have, you know, kind of everything, all your ducks in a row, then that's going to show when it's time to raise capital. So, you know, the, the PR campaign just kind of amplifies what you have going on. Right, right. And it is, it is um, as you said in the article, you, you know, if you really are not that expert and you, you don't ha- know exactly what you're talking about and have all the facts and data to back you up, then, you know, even being in the PR spotlight can be more of a hazard to your company than anything else. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. I, I always advise my clients and, you know, when I'm working with, with young startups, sometimes, you know, they they want to go out and they want to, you know, get all these press mentions about certain topics. And 
and it's really kind of, you've got to really make sure you're ready. You know, sometimes mark, very, very well-meaning marketing people who don't have a PR background will try to be filling that role um, for, you know, for their bosses. And so what they'll do is they'll go out and they'll um, get all these press, you know, get all these interviews lined up for their CEOs and, you know, for their leadership team. And then what ends up happening is, you know, sometimes their their leadership team can fall flat on their face because they really are not prepared for the type of interviews being landed. So it's very important that when you set up interviews, it, you know, if, if you can secure them, Make sure you're an, you're truly an expert on that topic and you know okay. what you're talking about. And we're going into break, Joy. We'll see you back here in just a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we're here today with the founder of Leverage PR, Joy Schaffler, who understands that when it comes to PR and marketing, it's all about results. And if your campaigns are unsuccessful, you could end up closing your doors. And that this is what we were talking about going into break, Joy, that uh, you really have to know what you're pitching when you go out there and pitch. And you said something interesting earlier as well, that... 
um, you know, you, you have to have something very interesting to pitch. So let's talk about that because small businesses do struggle with that. What do I put out there? What's interesting about my product or business? Do you have kind of a, a formula or questions or, or some way that people can really learn how to think outside the box to position their company or their knowledge in such a way that a reporter or journalist is going to want to pick up what they have to say? Of course. You know, there. I think almost everybody is an expert on something. And what what's really important is really kind of finding what your expert topic is. Um, are you, you know, do you own a company that makes a really cool product for babies, for example? Um, if you do, then you're, you know, on how to make babies sleep better, for example. If you do, new moms want to know about your product and want to hear your advice. And so what you'd want to do is you'd want to go to the parenting magazines, the the mommy blogs, um, all of the places where women are going, women who are interested in your particular product or could use your product or have a problem that your product could solve would go to find their answers and would go to read and get content um, and, and gain knowledge. So what you want to do mm-hmm. is you don't want to – pitch your product, you're pitching how you're solving a problem for those readers. And and I think that's really important. A lot of, um, and I'm sure Marla, with your background as a writer at Inc., you could really attest to that. People, you know, try to really pitch their product and, and you know, here's what my products can do. Nobody cares, you know. <laughs> it's what problems can you solve for the readers? Right, right. And, you know, so many business owners have learned the value of um, signing up for the the feed over at Harrow, Help a Reporter Out. And uh, that's that's one of my one of my favorite resources to find sources for my stories. And I'll tell you one thing that drives me crazy. And I'm sure every other journalist as well is when when you pitch very, you know, my pitches are very specific. Here's what I want to know. Answer these questions. And then, you know, PR people come back with, with uh, they just email me a bio on, on their, their prospect or their uh, client's company and on their client and say that they'd make a great guest for the show. Well, you know what? Give us what we're looking for and you might be a great guest, right? <laughs> we actually have a service that our, our firm offers um, where we'll go out and we'll scan the HARO and and the prop nets and, and Twitter feeds and all these different sources to find requests then respond on the people's behalf because a lot of our clients, why they would be great fit, mm-hmm. you know, a great fit for these articles, they just don't know how to actually write the pitch or write the response or they, they don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't do these things that would get them featured. So, you know, it's very important when you're responding to a journalist request, you know, if they're asking for, you know, best social media tips for job seekers, for example, it's very important that you're, you're going and, and giving those tips. And then, you know, if they like your tips, put a little blurb about what makes you an expert and what makes you qualified to give those tips. Mm-hmm. But don't just put why you're an expert because that's not what they're asking. It's about the tips. And, and I think that's really important for, for business owners in general just to know is, Really make it, you know, kind of the number one thing I say is make it about the journalist. Make it about the readers. Do, you know, position yourself 
to where you're speaking to your target audience, but your target audience within this this reader base. Because even if you're going out and you're trying to raise capital, there's mother investors. You know, say say you've got that that mommy product again. There are there are you know mothers out there who are also investors who are also needing this problem solved. And so, if you're able to talk about your product, talk about your market. Um, you know, talk about the need there, that's going to speak to investors on a lot of different levels, almost kind of verifying, yeah, this, this really is needed in the marketplace. And wow, look at, look at how many times this has been shared on Twitter or shared on LinkedIn and, and Facebook and how many people have commented on this article. All of, all of that is, is outside validation for your product. And so that, you know, that's another reason why PR is so strong. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there are all levels of investment. And if a mommy blogger who is very popular and has a large audience is is willing to invest uh, some of her time writing about you and endorsing you, oh my goodness, that's as good as gold, right? And so we have to remember that, you know, investment comes in many different ways. It could come in terms of a connection with somebody who's going to be a really valuable connection. Um, or just the PR itself. And uh, it's a long-term investment of time, too. I know a lot of entrepreneurs get really tired of investing in their PR strategy. So talk a little bit about realistic expectations in terms of time. You know, PR takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. I have a full staff that, you know, helps helps us run our PR firm just because we we literally can spend a week straight doing nothing but reaching out to reporters, emailing them. Um, we keep performance metrics, key, you know, key performance indicators on all of our clients. And so we'll go out and we'll have, you know, in, in two days, we'll have emailed over 300 reporters sometimes and then circled back and followed up with phone calls um, with those same reporters. And it can be very, 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 very time intensive. But how much? Um, but you also have to look at how much money it would save you in paid media, in advertising, and how much more value your article um, or earned media is to um, you know is to the marketplace because nobody really pays attention to ads or reads ads, but articles are putting you right in the buying cycle as an expert. So while PR can be very daunting and there's a lot of rejection and, you know, it, it takes a lot of time, which you know, really mirrors the um, investment process <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because it's daunting and takes time. And, um, you know, you have your sheet of investors you call and, and make contact with and, and so on and so forth. Um, they're, they're very similar. But it, it's daunting. It's hard. It takes a lot of time and effort. And you can really spin your wheels um, if not done correctly. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about about results and um, the 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 analogy that's coming to mind for me is is a recipe that you're not going to have a fun, fantastic um, chocolate cake frosting and all by putting you know one ingredient in there. 
their company gets featured uh, um, on Inc. Magazine online, that is not going to make you know your business happen overnight. But you need to take that feature and really do something with it and go out and get featured elsewhere and continue this this formula that is just going to result in an amazing recipe and an amazing chocolate cake, right? Definitely. That's kind of the name leverage PR. The reason, you know, the whole reason behind mm-hmm. our company is getting those press mentions. It's leveraging them for growth. And so, you know, really what it's doing is getting the press mention is the first step. Then it's going and reaching out in a very, tact, you know, a very tactful way to your database and, you know, hey, you know, look at our big news. We were just featured. We'd love it if you would go and share and, um, you know, promote this on your social networks. Um, like, you know, like our article, tweet our article, connect via LinkedIn, um, just letting people know that that you were featured and and asking people who are close to you in your network, first of all, to go out and do this, what that's going to do is that's going to create a multiplier effect and get it to their networks and spread the word about your company quicker. Plus, if your article gets a lot of hits and goes viral, that journalist is much more likely to talk to you again because the content was popular. People liked it. And right. journalists need to be able to write, pop, you know, to produce popular content um, to, to keep their jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, that, that's one thing um, is, you know, going out and making that content viral. And what the results of that are, one, it's outside validation for your company. Um, this amazing Inc. Magazine has now validated, you know, your company and said to the world, wow, this is, you know, they have something of value to share. They are an expert on this particular piece of technology, and they can speak to this. And here's how they're fixing people's problems, or, you know, here's the kind of solutions or advice they're giving. So that's validating your company and your your founders as experts. Um, The second thing is when you're reaching out to your database, you're also reconnecting with you know, old customer prospects or people who you hope to court one day as customers when your technology gets ready. You're reaching out to people who might be potential investors in the future. And um, just a little rabbit trail, you know, rabbit hole here, but if you're not looking to raise capital now but are planning to raise capital a year or two years from now and have some people who would be great um you know, great investors or who you, you would really like to invest, what you'll want to start doing is as you're getting these press mentions for them to, to them, start keeping them up to date what's going on with your company, not just talking about only your company, but, you know, start the email off talking about them, asking about what's going on in their life, and then at the end, oh, yeah, my company was recently featured in Inc. Um, with a link to your article. They're going to be much more interested in that link after you've gone through and, and asked about their life and what's going on with them. And then it's starting to build that relationship. So when you do need capital, you have kind of warm leads to go to. So that's, like that's another that. thing you can do with investors and potential customers down the line as well. 
Wow. I love that. I love that. Thinking really far ahead. We're going to go into break again while this time is going so fast. So we've been talking about uh, our Inc. article today. Please visit us today over at incinc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco. And uh, just click on that today's article for some fun stuff. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Ready for the most current feel-good gossip? Then check out Daytime with Donna with your host, Donna Intercastle and sidekick Nina Fry. Every Friday afternoon at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Donna is a charismatic, market-driven entrepreneur who was part of the team that founded iVillage.com, which is the largest content-driven community for women today. Donna and Nina are here to empower you, motivate you, and encourage you in all aspects of your life. It's like Oprah on the radio. Plus, your chance to win great prizes, all the way up to a $500 Visa gift card. For more on Donna Intracasso, check out her website, introinc.com. Then join us for the show, Daytime with Donna, with your host, Donna Intracasso, and sidekick Nina Fry. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Hey moms, get ready for Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. central on toginet.com. Living the Dream Mom is about the true realities of motherhood, the beauty and the rewards of watching your children grow. All these moms have something in common. They put their kids first. It's not about the kids all the time and the diapers and the bottles and the breastfeeding. It's about showcasing the mother in motherhood, real moms in the real world. You get it? Now that's what the show is about. So every week, let's get together and we'll share these great stories with you guys. And I hope by the end of the show, you'll be saying, you know what? That is my life. Nina gets it. And I can't hardly wait to see what she brings me next week. Don't miss the next Living the Dream Mom. It's real moms in the real world. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And don't forget to tune in here, same time, same place, next week for another great interview. I'm so excited about this interview with Dan Rome. Dan's first book, Back of the Napkin, was an international hit. And Dan's consulted at the White House and for Fortune 100 companies around the globe. And I have the honor and privilege of speaking to him on Monday's podcast and uh, for an interview again next Monday at Inc. So learn how a few doodles can help 
help you to land that account that you've been eyeing or save your marriage and make you successful in ways you never thought about next week right here on TogiNet's Million Dollar Mindset. I'm very excited to see you there. And Joy, welcome back. You know, as you were talking about um, is sending information out to prospective investors that, you know, might be appropriate when your company is ready in a couple of years from now. It kind of reminded me of that, that dating relationship. You're, you're, you're dating someone on a very casual basis and you're just keeping them up on, on what's going, you know, what's going on. And, uh, I like that because I don't think people necessarily think that far ahead for their company. They're just so in the moment in the flurry of fire. So thanks for sharing that great tip. Yeah, of course. It, it really is about looking down the line um, and kind of planning where you want your business to be and then when you need the capital buy. So it, it, it's really, okay, maybe I don't need capital for six months from now, but it is so much harder to to really go to that investor you know, cold and say, hey, can you write me a check? It just does not work that way. The capital process is a very long process. Mm-hmm. can take where from, you know, if you're the next, the next it company, maybe six months, um, mm-hmm. all the way up to a year. I mean, it's not, it's not like an overnight process. Nobody's just going to mm-hmm. open their checkbook, especially after the financial collapse when so many investors have lost money. Um, right. And you know our 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 company. I I hung up my um, my licenses. I I do not advise on investment, but what I do <laughs> is I help <laughs> uh, because I've I've done it for so many years and and know about it. Um, what I do is I walk clients through things that they can you know steps they can take to help them increase their chances through PR. And I use PR mm-hmm. as my vehicle to for growth. That's so brilliant. So brilliant. And, you know, when you and I were speaking last week in our interview for for our ink column together, um, we talked about press releases and and you had a fun reaction to press releases. Tell us how you feel about them. I really think they're a waste of time. Um, Wow. (laughs) From a PR expert, everybody hear that they're a waste of time. The the only value I think a press release has is for search engine optimization. Um, But I would say the best way to attract attention is to send a very short, succinct email, followed it by a phone call, um, you know, later that afternoon or the next day. You never want to wait more than, you know, 24, 48 hours the absolute most to follow up. Um, but everything you need to say needs to be said in, you know, really a paragraph to max, mm-hmm. um, you know, six, seven-line paragraphs. You, it needs to be short. It needs to be succinct. And this is the same with an investor. Nobody wants to see your entire life story. Nobody wants to see your entire business plan. Mm-hmm. It needs to be short. It needs to be succinct. It needs to fit into, you know, one screen and 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 sell your you know sell your value proposition right there. Sell why they should care, and then hyperlink all your data. Um, you don't want to send any attachments because you'll more than likely get caught in spam filters. You want to make sure it's very targeted to that individual journalist. Um, what I advise, we we offer an advisory service where you know we actually have amazing uh, PR professionals, myself included, and media professionals who will go and coach 
the um, our clients who you know can't afford PR on their own on how to do this process. And what we advise them to do is it needs to fit into one window. It needs to be short. It needs to be succinct. Everything needs to be hyperlinked. Um, and it needs to be just a strong, solid pitch. You need to go and research the journalist. You need to read at least the last five or six articles that they've um, written to make sure that they didn't change beats or, you know, something changed within their career because journalists, especially after the budget cuts, are having to move around all the time or they're writing for several different publications. So you want to really make sure you're writing to the correct person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're a tech company with a new social media technology, you're not going to write to the reporter who covers Microsoft. Right. <laughs> it's, two different, it's two different, you know, reporters. So. Yeah, yeah. And that is such good advice because, you know, like everyone else, reporters work really, really hard and have lots of balls up in the air. And, you know, it's almost it is actually insulting when someone who wants your time and is begging for your attention can't even take 20 minutes out of their time to know about you. So that is great advice. Great advice. Wow, so much. So, so Joy, we, we talk about building these relationships, not using press releases. Now, there was a time before social media when press releases was just, you know, really the way to go as, as far as what, what we were taught out here, probably not on your end, but what we were taught. And so, what, you know, we all had these lists of reporters and, and uh, magazines and newspapers and such that, you know, we would just blast out through email these fabulous press releases and never hear anything back you know how how are you suggesting that we find the the right reporters the right sources to target our information to so one of one of the key ways that i do it is i go through um you know i we subscribe to you know one of those spendy databases where we're able to just pull the reporters for a particular topic but not everybody has that luxury so What, what I would advise a small business owner to do is to go through Google and, you know, Google, Google, you know, social media startups or Google technology startups or, and, and look, you know, put the search in the search filter just for news. So what you're going to see is you're going to see a list of articles for your particular topic, you know, use your keywords and then start looking, okay, who are these reporters? Um, now, the steps that I advise my clients to take are you identify the reporters by, by going out and kind of reading recent news. While you're reading them, um, open up a, you know, make a Google spreadsheet and a Google Doc spreadsheet so all of your team can share it. And then in there, put the reporter's name, their Twitter handle, um, their email. Sometimes it'll be there at the name of the publication. If there's a phone number you can find, put that there as well. And you can also get their phone number off LinkedIn at, at times um, if, if you connect with them, if they'll allow that, um, which maybe as a reporter, you don't want me sharing this, <laughs> this no, level of information. <laughs> it's all good. We all love a good story. So we get it yeah. back, right? But once you've, sh- you know, while you're reading the story, don't, don't go back and try to get it all later. You're there. Try to save your time by getting all the information there. Um, and then connect with that reporter via Twitter. So 
send them, you know, make a comment on their article and tweet it out to their entire database. And you always want to use their at handle, um, you know, at the reporter's name, Twitter handle. And um, do you want me to go into a little bit of that later, yeah, too? Or? Do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So tons of reporters are on LinkedIn or on Twitter, and that's an amazing way to connect with them. Um, so a lot of times that's a great way to make a connection with a reporter is if you tweet their news. Start following them and tweeting their articles out to your, your Twitter followers. And on LinkedIn, Facebook's not really as important um, because that's more of a personal use thing unless it's more of a consumer-oriented product and Facebook's good. B2B products, Twitter, um, and, you know, LinkedIn are kind of the great, the best two for, you know, for, for those venues. But connect with the reporter um, always share their articles and then start commenting, start asking them questions and building relationships. Don't ask right off the bat for them to do something or, you know, uh, just kind of dry pitch them, but make a, you know, make a comment on their articles first. Um, we follow hundreds of journalists and are constantly sharing their news and commenting on it and, you know, building that relationship and keeping that relationship alive. And we'll do that right before we pitch them as well, just to kind of be top of mind. So you're like, oh, Joy Schaffler, yeah, didn't you just, you know, I know that name. Why does that sound familiar? Oh, you just retweeted my article. So it's just a way to kind of open the door beforehand. So that's the first step is going out and creating that spreadsheet following the journalists, getting to know what sort of things they write on, and make sure to, to write that in your spreadsheet, what are the types of articles that they're writing on with links to that article. Um, then after you've, you know, compiled a list of those contacts and you've started making connections and developing relationship with them, you're going to want to, you know, when, you, when the time is right, um, after reading an article, you can be like, oh, you know what? My business would be a great follow-on to that article. One of my clients is a company called GrowThink, and um, GrowThink is a business planning firm. We noticed a, um, a journalist who was, uh, excuse me, from Bloomberg, who was writing about um, the job reports number. Well, we contacted them to be an expert source about, how many of those new jobs are coming from the startup arena and, you know, why why the economy is slowly growing for startups again. So there are things you can do to kind of um, get coverage based upon stories that the journalists are writing because mm. they're interesting mm. follow-ups. Yeah, that's that's just another great example, Joy, of how you were able, and this is just one of the things I love about working with you, is how you were able to think about GrowThink and, and the CEO over there and um, all of the things that he's an expert at, which are many, and really, really, really um, pitch that story in such a way that it would it would catch the journalist's eye and make the journalist's job easy. <laughs> and that's what we love. Make our job easy. You know, put it all out there for us. So we are going to go into our final break. I can't believe how fast this is going because as always, when I talk to you, Joy, I'm just having so much fun and learning so much from you. Um, so we'll be coming back in just a few seconds. Don't forget to move on over to Inc.com to check out today's piece on leveraging your PR.
Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDeswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tugginet.com. Attention parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less. And a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, a fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lakovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. With your host, Dr. Joe Lakovich. Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude. And Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with just an incredibly great PR mind, the founder of Leverage PR. Make sure to visit Joy over at leverage-pr.com and learn more about all of the different things her company does because there's there's just a, a ton of stuff over there that is going to be very helpful for you. And Joy, in our last segment, we were talking about social media and using you know Twitter and LinkedIn and uh, so many people forget about the importance of having a strong presence in social media and really, really building up your following and your connections. And especially the the B2B businesses over on LinkedIn. And I know that when we chatted last week, we couldn't include everything in our article, goodness knows, because we could chat for hours. But when we chatted last week, you touched on the thought of using LinkedIn to actually find investors. And I know that's a big question out there is how do I find these people with more money? So talk to us about that. So first of all, I'd just like to say um, LinkedIn never solicit investment online. That's a no-no. You will be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. You can, it, just don't do it. Um, 
But the way that you could potentially use LinkedIn to raise capital is this. Um, you go through your connections on LinkedIn and start looking for, you know, former people you've worked with or, um, you know, who maybe been higher levels or, you know, people who you know are um, investors in, in your particular industry and start, start trying to reconnect with them. Um, ask them questions about what they're doing, how their lives are going, and just just really trying to reconnect um, if you haven't seen them in a while. So, ask, you know, if, you've, if you're in regular contact with them, um, still ask them questions about things going on in their lives. Uh, if they have children, ask them what's going on with their kids or, you know, just, just really try to understand. Um, and one of the, the reasons why I did this when I used to raise capital is you can find out whether or not somebody will be a good investor for your company just based upon what's going on in their lives. Um, for instance, when I was raising capital in commercial real estate, if somebody had two school-aged children, um, I mean, college-age children, you know, high school age that are getting ready for college, that would not be a good time to ask them to invest unless they were um, you know, very, very, very well, uh, you know, well off. If they were just kind of that lower level of accredited investor, then, then they would be a good target. But for um, smaller investors whose net worth was maybe just, you know, just around that million-dollar mark, then they weren't necessarily the best people if they were sending kids off to some Ivy League school or they were getting ready to hit retirement and their their risk was down. So it's very important to start the conversation off by learning about what's going on in their life um, for two reasons. One, it will help you determine whether or not they can invest. If they've gone off and started up their own startup, they're probably a little risk-averse and won't necessarily want to want to invest, or maybe they've already invested in a bunch of cool new things anyway, and their you know their portfolio just can't support it. Um, two, it'll be a way for them to to show that that you're interested in their life, and it's always a good rule in you know when you're talking mm-hmm. to somebody to make sure to make it about them first, and then when it comes time to talk about you, they're going to be much more interested because you've listened to them and, and they feel like you actually care. Um, yeah. So go through, scan your list of LinkedIn connections, build that list. I recommend keeping it in a spreadsheet. You've got your yeses and your noes, and then start making regular contact with these people, sending them articles when you've received coverage, asking them questions. Um, once it comes time to do your executive summary and your business plan, you can even send them portions after you've developed that relationship and they um, have expressed that, you know, they might be willing to help you. Send them portions. Ask them advice. Say, um, you know, hey, I, I know you know a lot about this particular topic, this industry, and I would love for you to maybe look at this if, if you have some time and and give me your opinion, your advice. Um, everybody wants to be looked at as an expert. And, and you know, people like it when you come to them and ask them for help in a respectful manner. So if, you know, go to them, ask them to review parts of your business plan. Ask them if, you know, they were an investor, what would they, would they be interested? Um, mm-hmm. Ask them what they would change, you know, what they would change to make them interested. And then go back and make those changes and then once, you know, they said they liked, they liked it and, yeah, it's great, then you can go back and say, hey, well, what do you think? Would you be interested in investing? I know we've been 
talking for months back and forth about about the business and I you know I know you've said you've really liked it in the past what are your thoughts and mm-hmm. by that time they're typically vested they care um, they're interested they've seen your progress they've seen the growth they've they've seen a vision and they've bought into the company so that's a great way now mm-hmm. if you don't have a lot of connections through LinkedIn already what you can do is you can go look for groups in your industry, LinkedIn groups, um, associations that are in your area, anywhere where powerful people in your particular, you know, in in industries that are um, similar to yours but not your exact industry would be. You don't want to go within your exact industry, but, you know, maybe going to a – a company that could potentially acquire you. One of the companies that I worked with was a company called Talent Guard that had a talent management technology and consulting service. And what um, what we did was we actually identified an, a strategic investor who had a company that could potentially acquire her company down the line. So, you know, you're really looking, okay, yeah, do you just want to bring in a regular investor who doesn't understand the industry and who you've got to train, um, or do you want to bring in somebody who gets it and could potentially help your company down the line? Right, right. And as you're talking about building these relationships, it's it's another conversation came up because this is this is so brilliant and it's so important on a number of levels. Um, I was working with another client the other day who, you know, we work on the life balance, and what she realized is, you know, entrepreneurs really, really love relationships and being connected to other like-minded individuals, other great thinkers, and and so this is. So so far from being totally self-serving, you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes we get lost in the day-to-day stuff and we're not out there enough. So whether you're looking to raise capital for your company, uh, looking to grow your company, or just looking to be a well-balanced entrepreneur, these kinds of connections are really important to make. So it's fabulous. That is that is very very true. Connections will grow your business faster than anything. You know, it's it's not it's not your salespeople who like going out there and and hitting the phones that are a lot of times closing things. It's the relationships. You know, it's their buddy from their frat who you know their fraternity who is now mm-hmm. a a VP at X organization who you know got you guys in or. It's relationships. People do business with people they know and they trust. And investors invest with companies, you know, with people they know and trust. And everything has to do with relationships. You know, even if it's a consumer-oriented product that's 50 bucks, people still are, if it's a well-known or an unknown brand, they're going to go with the well-known one because there's Mm -hmm. a certain level of trust behind it. So the quicker you can get online, build your social media presence, um, you know, we, we go out there when we do social media for our customers, we only look at people who are influential in their particular field. You don't go out and mass follow everybody. Mm-hmm. You go out and you start engaging and connecting with people and building that relationship with the influencers in your particular industry. It's almost like being at a party with, like, Twitter's like a party where all of the top uh-huh. people in your industry are are there and hanging out, depending upon which, which field you're in. And what you can do is you can connect with these industry heads and, you know, 
almost join the party by by asking them questions about their content. Uh, real quick, there's this amazing book that I recently read called um, The Clean Program. It's this kind oh. of fast detox uh, book. And what I did was I just loved the book and, and did the detox and felt great and lost some weight in the whole nine yards. Well, what I did was I tweeted out to the author of that book, who's, you know, he's also Gwyneth Paltrow's doctor and Demi Moore's and all the stars wow. he's I tweeted them, and I was like, this is great. We should, you know, we should get you featured in the Wall Street Journal. Well, he responded, and I actually did some PR work for him. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Walking the water, girl. <laughs> and so this, this untouchable person who, you know, you yeah. think, oh, my gosh, you know, Demi Moore's doctor and, and all these high-profile people, well, you reach out to somebody in Twitter, comment, and ask them a question – they're going to more than likely respond back to you. Yeah, so, it is. It uh, is. Those relationships are so much easier to build. I always tell people, if you were to try and pick up the phone and call that person, for instance, no way. But on Twitter, it's just, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Joy, I've only got a couple of minutes left, literally. Um, and I would love for you to tell us a little bit about who you love working with. Who's your ideal client? So I absolutely love technology startups. I'm, I'm a tech girl at heart. I love tech uh, I, and thought leaders. Uh, one of the, the clients that I'm just about to start working with, um, his name is Carl. He's the uh, professor of entrepreneurial studies at Duke University. has an amazing book that he just launched called The Creative Populist. I mean, I, I am so lucky in that I get to work with these amazing thought leaders, these technology companies that are just producing really brilliant technologies, you know, social media technologies and, um, uh, you know, other other sharing technologies and, uh, you know, equipment. So we, we really have a large level of expertise at our firm. We um, have health and, you know, an amazing, amazing PR professional named Leslie who just moved from New York um, and has worked with Vogue and, and all of wow. the luxury magazines for our health and beauty travel. So we've worked with those kind of brands, tech brands, um, you know, communications there we've got a lot of experience from the enterprise level you know major accounts all the way down to you know working with a newly funded startup that is re- you know really launching from the ground up and wow. what, going what out a, there and establishing a full spectrum there and we do are very <laughs> fortunate to have you and leverage pr on their side and good luck and look forward to speaking with you again joy good luck everyone with your pr thank you Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if